somebody came to me the wrong way and I need to share that because I'm not gonna take that shit. Like, you bring that energy to me, I'm giving it back to you. All 2019. The following is a Breaks Media Podcast. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Extra Regular Podcast. I am Justice Brooks. I'm Kyla, and this is another episode of the Extra Regular Podcast where we discuss all things life. We invite you into our conversations as best friends, share some of life's learned and not-so-learned lessons, and be the support we all need on this journey called life. You can find us on all social media at The Extra Regular. That is at T-H-E-E-X-T-R-A-R-E-G-U-L-A-R. That is on the Instagram and on the Twitter. We are also a part of the Breaks Media Network, and you can find all of our episodes there at thebreaksmedianetwork.com, along with a host of other good-ass, black-ass podcasts. So we will be right back after this music. And we are back. So, hey, hey, I know we're, we're off a week, um, but, you know, life happens, but we're here now and that's all that matters. So, you know, we're going to roll right into the what's up section. So, Kyla? Mm. Oh, no, you want to. I just don't understand why people don't want to work, but have high expectations and live a lavish lifestyle, but you can't support it. So you got to ask everybody else and then you just legit don't want to work. Like I asked somebody like, can you get a job? Maybe like, yeah, I just don't want to work. So you just comfortable asking people and depending on people to do things. I just don't understand it. I, I want to know if somebody does and if they can better explain it to me to make it make sense because I don't get it. I just don't. <laughs> I don't. I, why, I, I don't get it. I don't either. I've, I've never been the one. Do you think it's it's because the people around them aren't working? I don't have any thoughts. <laughs> I don't understand. Like, so you're comfortable not having any like consistency or any not being able to know for for certain or for fact. You rather just depend on somebody else, and they may or may not give you or do for you whatever I don't get it I don't get it yeah I've never I don't know I don't think any of the people around me are like that I think that kind of surround yourself with better people and have some higher expectations for yourself maybe I don't know these are not people that I know they just come into my office and I I just think I debrief after (laughs) everyone leaves and I just I don't get it that's that's all. I just want to know if somebody else understands and can help me. Because they can't. They just say, I just don't want to work. I don't either. But you got to. Like, how do I live this? I, <laughs> how do I live this I don't want to work life? Yeah, and be successful. I just don't foresee it. We could get sugar daddies. That's not an option. Oh. I don't I don't I don't want nobody to have the satisfaction <laughs> of saying they did anything for me. <laughs> so it worked. Fine. There goes that plan. Um my what I want to talk about is not as uh as real life is that I guess 
I so y'all know I post my wellness Wednesdays on Wednesdays or whatever and uh somebody <laughs> came into my DMs and was like you ain't had your eyebrows done in, in like three wellness Wednesdays first of all mind your goddamn business um which is what I told them in the DM and second of all I get my eyebrows done when I want to um like Kyla's really big on her eyebrows and she keeps hers nice and kept and shaped and all that jazz that ain't me and i'm okay with it so don't come for me or anybody else to to live up to this beauty standard that you have for yourself like i know i'm fine my man know i'm fine you don't gotta think i'm fine and my bushy ass eyebrows look good today because i got them done on friday which i already had an appointment to do so f off that's all i got that just really made me mad like I don't know. For me, it's not even a standard of beauty. I, that's the first thing I look at. Eyebrows and shoes. I don't know. It's just, <laughs> I don't know. And I I don't get my eyebrows done. I couldn't tell you the last time I touched them with, like, wax or a razor. I just, mm-hmm. sometimes I shape them. But I, it's just my thing, you know? Yeah. And um, I just, I just... I, I don't know. Maybe I have yeah. an obsession. Maybe it's like I don't think it's an obsession. OCD. No. When I look at people, <laughs> I shape their eyebrows in my head. Or I fill them in in my head. I don't know. I I don't know. Uh, it's your preference. And yeah. I just, for somebody else to try to impose their preference on me, like, there was a nice conversation in my DMs about that. But I don't care. Like, I don't care. It's not. It doesn't stop me from getting my money. It's not stopping me from going out and doing what I want to. So, mind your goddamn business. Like I yeah, said, yeah, to say that to somebody like um, that's rude. Mind your goddamn business. I mean, I, I'd say that to Kiana, like, girl. <laughs> I mean, right. And if it was my friend, like jokingly, like I would say something like that. Like, if you came in here with your eyebrows messed up, then I know that you always get your eyebrows done. Or you do Let your eyebrows. Let me tell you something. I walked out <laughs> the door. I didn't have earrings on. I didn't have my eyebrows touched. And I didn't have on no mascara. And I was look, that was like, let me go back and Because I just, <laughs> I felt like, I mean, I felt fine. But I felt like people were like, are you okay? Mm-hmm. I'm fine. It's just. And I don't do my eyebrows all the time, but most of the time I do. Yeah. If I don't, uh, I just don't. I don't know. It really rubbed me the wrong way. Because, like, this person don't even know me. Like, I really... Yeah, now that's like... Get out of here. You don't even have to follow me. Like, why are you here? For what? Just listen to the podcast and give us a five-star rating and mind your business. (laughs) (laughs) Dead part. (laughs) That's all I got to say about that. Um, anywho, um, we are going to... That's it for that. Um, sorry y'all had to listen to my rant about eyebrows, but somebody came at me the wrong way. And I need to share that because I'm not going to take that shit. Like, you bring the energy to me, I'm giving it back to you. All 2019. Mm. Bam. What? What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Um, this week we are talking about, uh, coping. So, um, how do we cope? What is coping? Um, what are some coping skills, the different types of coping and all that good jazz. So, um, of course, you know me, y'all know me by now. 
if you don't know me by now, you will never, ever, oh, ever know Jesus. me. <laughs> don't shake your head at me. You've stayed around for 20 years, so I'm You not. know, <laughs> sometimes I'll be like, <laughs> so we're going to start with the definition the definition of coping and so coping just refers to the behaviors or strategies that people use to deal with um, certain situations, stressful situations or difficult situations, whether those um, stressors are coming um, internally or they're externally coming from us from external things um so basically how you cope how you deal with your situation is i sound like a dictionary defining the word with the word (laughs) (laughs) so how you deal with uh, things that come your way is basically what coping is and so we're just gonna run into um the different stress stressors now you see now you got (laughs) see there (laughs) The different kinds of stressors of coping and like I said, those can come from um, external factors or it can be things that are happening internally. Um, Kyla, do you want to go into some of that or do you want me to start with some of that or wait? Uh, (laughs) I mean, I think that's just it. There's some things that are internal, which can be... You know, um, memories, they can be mm-hmm. psychological or mental. Like depression or anxiety. Yeah, like disorders. Or it can just be your thoughts, your feelings, and your thoughts and your feelings that day. <laughs> and then external could be things that, um, for example, <laughs> they could be like, I don't know. Like if you um, got fired, oh yeah, that's that's an external thing that's out of your control. But you have to find someone. Like say you just loved your job so much, and it was the best job in the world, and then you got fired. Not only do you have to cope with uh, getting fired, now you're not doing. You're also not being able to do a job that you love to do, and now you got to figure out where this money finna come from and how you finna pay these bills. So, um, you have to learn how to, again, deal with those stressful, those stressful behaviors or trauma, um, childhood trauma, adulthood trauma. Uh, that's also associate that way internal. You think so? I think it, I think the stimuli. So the thing that happens is external because, it's being done to you, but after what is done to you, I do think that it can, it does give those ex- internal, <laughs> those internal stressors. So the action is external and then the result is internal? The action is external <laughs> and the, the response That's the, is internal. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say, I think. Yeah. So stop, <laughs> Mapiana. <laughs> so um, those those external and internal factors again, very self-explanatory with that. But we also want to talk about identifying some of the stressors 
and uh, the process that some that some that <laughs> I can't talk today. It's okay. It's Sunday. Um. So I really wanted to just kind of talk about identifying coping ways to cope and coping skills that work for you because they are individualized. So what works for Justice and her coping and grieving processes may not work for me and vice versa. So um, I think the first step would be identifying what it is that's stressing you or what it is that's causing you to um, feel like you have to go through a, a grieving process or a coping process. And then once you've done that, determine how to cope. What do you do in response to stress? So just thinking about some things that you do when you're going through a stressful situation, what do you typically go to or run to um, to help you deal with that? The next thing is determining how effective that coping skill is for you. So once you've done whatever it is that you typically do, is it, do you feel accomplished? Do you feel like um, the stress is gone or is it still there? Kind of determining that. Then study how um, other people around you cope to see if there's something else that you can employ into your own coping strategy. Next would be um, selecting those coping responses that you feel like will give you the most benefit. Um, and then it says reality. Reality testing, um, could it be easily employed in any situation? Um, is that technique something that you have to use others or use something else to, or have someone else to help you get through it? Or is it something that you can do on your own? Mm -hmm. And then once you have determined all of that, adopting the new skills and new coping mechanisms that work for you and will allow you to have the most success in that process of coping. I think one of the most important, not important things, the most, I can't talk. The thing that I pulled out of that <laughs> was that you have to, like you said, it's individualized and you have to find what works for you and what's effective. So what works for you may not necessarily um, be healthy in that, in that moment. Like it may give you that stress relief that you need in that moment but in the long term be something that is um ineffective or that is hazardous to your health or your well-being or to the people around you so i think like you said finding that the that or those effective coping skills are very 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 important they are, and I think um, accessibility plays a key in it. Um, sometimes our coping mechanisms are to use something that, you know, it's not in our brain to help us cope. So some people like to um, listen to music. Some people indulge in libations and other um, brain Stuff. stimulants. <laughs> Um, some people exercise. I mean, there's different forms. So I think accessibility is something. And I've kind of been just, I do a lot of thinking, you know. And I was thinking, um, 
just I don't want to go into a rant. Do it. But school system. So I the I went to school in Kansas City School District, and I don't live in the Kansas City School District. So a lot of the people I work with um, are in like Liberty Park Hill. North Kansas City school districts and more affluent school districts in the Kansas City school district. So they're in those different school districts, and then looking at some of the the um, resources that they have in their schools to help them not only with education but with uh, mental things and resources that they may need in their home is a lot different. So I've been having that conversation with my supervisor about how they just. They have psychologists in their school. They have therapists. They have case managers. We didn't have any of that. Mm -mm. So accessibility is something that made me think of coping. So a lot of times um, people will drink to help cope or smoke to help cope. And just looking at geographical areas again, in the city, there's at least one liquor store on every corner. And then in the suburb area, it's not. It's... Oh my God, it took me a minute to find <laughs> But it's not. And I'm like, you know, that's what you have access to. It's easy mm-hmm. for you to go to the liquor store and get a $3 bottle of vodka versus finding a therapist. And when you do find one, they may be 20 minutes away. You don't have a car, but you can walk around the corner. So it's just mm-hmm. accessibility. Um, I think that plays a lot in whether your coping skills are as effective as they could be. I think you bring up a great point. And just to go back to the whole school situation. So, um, like Kyla said, we, we grew up in the Kansas City School District, um, which is urban, um, in the urban community. And I, I actually went to work for them um, at some point in my career. And between the however many elementary schools that we had, I think there were like three or four social workers that in my position um, that I was supposed to have a lot of contact with because of what I did and because of the type of school that I work with and the the um, stigmatized type of children that we were there to educate. Um, we were supposed to see them a lot. I think in my time there, I may have seen them like four times and they were splitting their time in between all of these elementary schools. We shared a counselor. That's what I'm talking about. Like these schools have multiple, multiple. Yeah. And then my job has, we have, we're contracted through the school. So that's more resources. Mm-hmm. And my supervisor was like, well, cause I told her I want to work in the schools. And she was like, well, there's a lot of openings. We got a new grant. Mm-hmm. And I said in so many ways, I don't want to work in this school district. I want to I want to work with kids who are at a disadvantage. Granted, some people don't have what they need, but I told her in so many ways I want to work with the minority kids. And mm-hmm. she was like, I get it. I get it. <laughs> then she got me some scholarships. Yes. She's a realist. Yeah. But I don't know. It's just. Yeah. I think, like you said, accessibility plays, plays a tremendous role in, um, and what like what we have access to the resources that are around us, um, and I have a question relating to that later. But um, mm. did you say no? I said for who? For you. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, accessibility absolutely plays a role in in how we how we learn to cope 
what we see when we cope and all that. So we want to go into the different types of coping. And so uh, two, two coping skills that I am aware of, or two types of coping skills that I am aware of. Um, so we have active coping. So active coping is being aware of the problem or the situation. Um, so again, like Kyla talked about earlier, identifying your stressor. So knowing what your stressor stress See, I touch it. <laughs> I think because now I'm thinking about it. No, nope. it's just a, it, it's the crazy word. It's a lot of S's. Stressor. <laughs> knowing what your stressor is, and then making an attempt to to reduce that stress or get rid of that stress. So that's active. That can be positive or negative. Both of these um, active can be positive or negative. But then you have the avoidant coping. So avoidant coping is exactly <laughs> exactly what it sounds like. Is you identify and you know what that stressor is, but there is no attempt to get rid of it. It's just like it doesn't exist. I am going to ignore it and then maybe it'll go away and maybe it won't. Or... Um, Avoidant is also, um, can be about denial. Like, no, 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 things aren't that bad. This isn't happening. And you don't, again, you don't do anything about it. Did you have anything to say about that, Kayla? Well, I mean, it could go into defense mechanisms. It could. Um, well... Not active, but inactive <laughs> could go into defense mechanisms and, and how we avoid or do things to avoid feelings or thoughts to to cope, mm -hmm. so to speak. Um, so, yeah, that's what I, I got from that um, defense mechanisms as far as inactive and then active um, kind of goes to, to mindfulness being being present, mm -hmm. understanding. Um, it's a balance between logic and emotion, basically. That's what I, mm. I got from that. We should put that on a shirt. Trademark. I mean, mindfulness is that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's our mm -mm. I got an idea. Trademark. Don't say nothing. Don't say nothing. <laughs> what uh, song is that? <laughs> what song is that? Shh. Don't say nothing. I don't know. What is if you know what song that's <laughs> please let us know. Um, but I'm glad you talked about defense mechanisms. So usually a defense mechanism is something that we, or a response to a situation that we do unconscious, unconsciously. How do you say the word? Unconsciously. Oh, because I, I was right. Um, and... Like I said, it, that means you just don't think about it. That's like your knee-jerk reaction to it. Um, and it's not always good. So um, that's that's a type of coping. Um, adapt, adaptive mechanisms um, or adaptive strategies. That is, it's a positive, it's a positive strategy that helps you deal with stress. Attack attack mechanisms or strategies that you try to um, displace that stress and like throw it on to somebody else. So 
I'm stressing out. And because I don't want to deal with it, I'm finna go pick a, a fight with Kyla. And she gonna lose. And I'm not even gonna entertain it, guys. <laughs> like, you know what? You're just not in a good state of mind. So let's just talk tomorrow. Okay, bye. Um, <laughs> again, the avoidant, avoidant strategies. Behavioral. Um, the person makes an attempt to change. So again, that's a positive strategy or a positive mechanism. So you are being mindful, like Kyla said, and recognizing what the stressor is in the moment. And you are making a behavioral change, a cognitive, um, an active cognitive change to, to do that, to change, an active cognitive change to change. And um, then we have some, like Kyla was talking about earlier, with some of the resources and things that people don't have, we have some self-harming strategies or mechanisms that people tend to turn to, which, you know, that's not something that we want anybody to do, um, where they're causing any kind of harm to themselves, whether that be um, an access of any substance, whether that be of the libation sort or of the any other uh, <laughs> uh, stimulus um it could go as into to overeating or or harming yourself like cutting or anything like that so those are some of the unhealthy or uh, not unhealthy coping skills but those are some of the different types of coping strategies out there did you have anything to add to that um, as far as coping strategies, <laughs> I, no, I don't have anything to add. They're, they're just different, you know, for everybody. They are. Like you said earlier, it's, it's all individual and they are different for, for everybody. But some of those that, um, you mentioned mm-hmm. <clears throat> made me think of the defense mechanisms and, uh, they are coping skills. They might not be the most healthiest mentally, mm-hmm. sometimes physically. Yeah, but they're there. Um, there's some that I wanted to make mention of. So earlier you said denial, mm-hmm. um, and that's just refusing to to believe that whatever is happening is happening. Um, having trouble noticing that it is reality so just completely putting it out or this isn't happening or this is not what it really means so kind of like justifying some things that are happening as well um splitting I think this is one that we all do a lot um and that's really just polarizing your view of someone and making them be a good person or a bad person Mm. so for example um you can you, you can legit make a mistake, but instead of owning that mistake or being accountable, you say, well, my boss is just stupid, so she don't <laughs> she don't know what she's doing, or she's not educated, or she don't know what I'm talking about, but it's not, you're not being accountable for what you actually played a part in, so kind of disassociating or putting the blame on someone else. Um, do you have anything to say? Mm-mm, not about that, that one. Okay. Um... And you kind of mentioned this projection. Mm-hmm. So um, taking your your emotions out on someone else. 
and I think it's like a I know it's a word for it, but I don't know the word for it, so I'm just gonna just type it. Um, it's like a a domino effect. So I can be mad at my job, but then I go home and take it out on my husband. Then oh, my husband takes it out on the dog. On the kids. Then the kids take it out on the dog. So yeah, um, damn, just projection. And then another one that is highly noted. It's passive aggression. That's so, me. Ooh. Um, <laughs> you you want to talk? You want to talk about that one? No, go ahead. <laughs> so, in the sense that a thought or a feeling is not acceptable enough um, to a person to be allowed that direct expression. You want to provide an example for that one? I can't think of nothing in the moment, but my therapist told me that I was passive aggressive, and she was right. And, um, yeah, so I don't want to talk to y'all about what I talk about in therapy. All right, so another one I have is <laughs> acting out. So an inability to be thoughtful about impulse. Um, so just acting out of impulse, not really thinking things through. Uh-huh. An example would be, well, I'm going to use this example. A person attacks another person in a fight of anger without stopping to considering that this could seriously wound or disfigure. Yes, it says disfigure the other person mm-hmm. or possibly result in legal problems. So just acting out of impulse, not really thinking things through. Another um, instance where emotion trumps logic and it's not always the best. That reminds me of... Um like just that example that you gave, like people in in relationships sometimes when they aren't happy or they they so what I have been working on in therapy is expressing my emotions, so healthy way to express my emotions because I tend to hold them in, so <laughs> people who like hold them in, I can see like acting out in these these um I don't want to say random manners, but like it just came out of nowhere type things, and um, because they don't they don't know how to cope with their feelings because they don't know how to express them. So I can see that, or kids, I can see this being something that kids do because they don't know how to regulate emotions yet. It's something that they they are still learning and they're going to continue to learn throughout adulthood. But right, so a lot of those are more more prevalent in children because like you said for one their brain isn't fully developed and two they don't understand their emotions um as well as adults should Mm -hmm. and don't understand um thinking things through in logic they don't have that balance all the time yet but yes that is yeah definitely (laughs) a good one um then some more Isolation, that's pretty pretty self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. Um, repression, I've mm-hmm. talked about that one. It's one on this, this this talks about um, help rejecting. So this makes me think of how a lot of these things, like Kylie talked about, Kyla talked about the accessibility and how it just all plays full circle. So, um, if they're, if someone's coping is, is alcohol or some sort of substance. And because this is the only way that they know how to cope, it has now become an addiction. And from the addiction, they, you know, 
sometimes they'll see the light and they're like, oh my gosh, I want to get out of this. So they're asked for help. But when help comes, this is the only thing that they know how to, the only way that they know how to cope and it's comfortable for them. So then they reject the help that is there for them. So I just did a whole bunch of hand movements <laughs> that people can't see, but it just, it, it comes full circle. And I think that's, that's something that absolutely plays a role in coping. I didn't mean to jump in on you there, but I, was, I just have one last that one. defense mechanism that I don't think a lot of people associate with a defense mechanism. And what that's is it, been a workaholic or mm. workaholicism where you mm-hmm. displace your, or not displace, but you avoid dealing with your emotions by tackling a lot of different um doing a lot of different job assignments or adding things to your plate. And a lot of times that is justified by mm-hmm. rationalizing, which is another one where you say, well, you know, I'm a, I have a good work, work ethic or I like to, I just like to help, but you ain't helping nobody <laughs> um, if you can't help yourself. So those are two that I think people tend to not think about um, yeah. workaholic ism and rationalization that's a great point that is a Tyla. yes that is a great point thank you you welcome <laughs> so um again those are those are some ways to cope that you know aren't so so healthy or, or the most effective ways but i'm i'm sure a lot of us have Partaking, part. What's the word I'm looking for? Is that even a word? Partake. Have actively engaged in <laughs> some of these, some of these behaviors or strategies, and uh, some of them may be, you know, unconscious, and some of them, you know, we're comfortable with, and so that's what we do. But we also want to. We don't want to like just leave that there. So we want to provide you with some of some positive ways to 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 cope. And um one thing for me and Kyla mentioned this earlier was listening to music. I love listening to music. There's not a day that goes by that there is not some type of music somewhere playing in my life. Music has a great great effect on my emotions. And I know that. And when I'm in a sad mood, sometimes, you know, you do want to listen to sad music. But then, you know, I got to go and listen to, uh, you know, some Masego to lift my spirits. So for me, um, listening to music, Kyla also mentioned exercise. Exercise is a good way to cope. um, But that can also become excessive. (laughs) So be sure that, you know, you're mindful of um of your body and your limits and things like that because exercise can be an addiction as well and I don't think a lot of people realize that meditation is another way to cope with things uh calming your mind and 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 being present in that moment and and the things that are happening then yoga I love hot yoga is great uh you have some to add or you want me to keep going down this list that I have those are your personal coping mm-hmm. skills, right? You can continue. Um, I like to play volleyball. I have a game today. Uh, it's something that I've done since I was in middle school. 
it's really a place for me to um, in an organized way let out some of that aggression or some of those things in my mind and leave it on the court um when i'm not in kansas city i love to go hiking um it's a place where i can do meditation and uh, just or if i'm here taking a walk um is also one of the things that I used to cope just to think things out and uh, journaling is well I like to talk to myself so I don't journal as much anymore but like I was telling Kyla <laughs> was that yesterday Friday um I had I was doing a, a video on Instagram and I forgot to cut it off and I was talking to myself uh, <laughs> on the way to work just like working through some things in my head and I almost sent it to my Insta story Y'all would have thought I was crazy, but uh, I call myself. So uh, those are my my coping, my positive coping skills or mechanisms. Okay. What about you? Oh, you want me to share? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I like to, I don't use music to cope. I like silence. So I like to think. Um and that can be excessive, people overthink, but really for me, it, it clears my mind. It allows me to to process. I like to process, I should say. Process things that happened, why they happened, um, what could have changed it if I didn't like the outcome. Um, and then sometimes I do listen to music, specifically ratchet music. Uh, it just lifts my spirit. <laughs> Word to Boosie. I also... Um, enjoy hanging out with my friends, um, just talk, talking to people, um, kind of just going over some things that we're going through and, and helping each other come up with different ways to deal with it. Um, exercise is another one. Um, it really just lifts your spirits, honestly. It puts yeah. you in a better mood. So I've been going in the morning versus the evening because I will find excuses to not go. Even though I can in the morning too. But it just makes my work day go better. Um, I do enjoy wine. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, And then laughing. I think that's a coping skill within itself. So, you know, I'm the funniest person I know. So You are hella funny. I just look at videos (laughs) and... Well, let me clarify. Um, I like to record when I'm hanging out with my friends, just random moments. Uh, sometimes people know I'm recording, sometimes they don't. And just go back and look because most of the time they're funny. And she sends them to you randomly. Yeah, to, to lift your day. And that reminds me I need to put a couple on Twitter to show. Oh, boy. But yeah, that's that's pretty much those are my coping skills and oh I like to call my mom and my grandma and we ain't got to talk about nothing but my mom's voice and my grandma's voice are very soothing in itself so they can just talk about whatever they want to and that that helps me out a lot that's it that's it that's my coping. I <laughs> roommate Allison in the background oh yeah I like to yell at her too she, they like to yell at each other and if you ever see Allison and roommate Allison and Kyla or roommate Allison and best friend of oh they you're in for a treat um but I always go back to what you what you said about laughing I think that I didn't even I think that I didn't think about that 
I know I didn't think about that. And I think that is a terrific way to lift your spirits. And it reminded me, I went to this conference and I took a, like a laughter therapy class. And at first it was like super, super awkward because you start off with like these fake, fake laughing and all that. And everybody's just like, this is dumb. But by the end, everyone is genuinely like with these hearty belly laughs and you know you do leave feeling better and you leave feeling good so i'm glad you brought that up kyla for sure <laughs> one <laughs> that's all did you have anything else to add before i ask you my question oh, Jesus. you thought no, i forgot i don't i did i almost forgot so my question to you is, uh, since we were we were talking about um, accessibility and resources and things like that, um, helping, well not helping, but kind of molding the way that we that we cope with things, do you think that also the environment that you're in, like the people that you grow up around? have some effects on how you cope with things? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll expound. <laughs> yes, I do, because um, I think it all starts when you are a child and you're taught how to deal with things when you're not feeling good or when you're not feeling happy. Yeah. So... Some people or some parents will say, well, let's go get ice cream. So that'll put you in that state. Well, ice cream makes me feel good or eating makes me feel better. Or you have those parents who want to talk it out. So then, you know, talking, you have those parents who don't want to talk about nothing. You just kind of sweep it under the rug. So then you have those some of those defense mechanisms. So, yes, I do think the environment play you grow up in plays a lot in how you deal with your coping strategies or your coping or your stressors mm -hmm. your stressors. <laughs> but I think then it goes back to kind of what we said in the beginning of the show where you have that that reality test where you um, kind of what's the word I used where you mm -hmm. rate how you feel after you do you try the coping strategy yeah, after you try it not after you do. After you try a coping strategy, and for me personally, um, I got paint on my binder. <laughs> Never mind. Um, for me personally, some of the things, like, I'm trying to think of how I cope. I think I lived in a family where we swept things under the rug a lot. So, um, in my, my, my household now with just me and my husband that don't work, either one of us so we like to talk about everything y'all so talking <laughs> just kind of understanding the new environment you're in or what you want um therapy therapy was another thing that i i tried uh, i did that i participated in <laughs> to help cope so that's something that my family i don't think they're necessarily against it but that would not be the first second third fourth or fifth option for them mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I think it, the environment does does play a role in how you cope with your stress. 
<laughs> Thanks for answering that question. Now you girl. can answer it. I concur with everything you said. Thank you, and that's the show. All right, I'm Kyla. <laughs> no, I do. I do think that they do, that your environment absolutely, I just lost my breath sorry, for a second, uh, plays a role in how you learn to cope. And because you, as a kid, you, you are a mirror of things that are happening around you. So um, my family, too, was one of those families that swept things under the rug, and it's something that like I said, I'm talking about in therapy now. Um, I was a really emotional child and I like to cry like when I was stressed and that just did not fly with either one of my parents. Like I was apparently a cry baby. So as I got older, um, you know, I don't cry a lot. I cry more now cause I'm, I'm realizing that it's okay. Um, but and I'm also very nonchalant, and that's also something that that I'm working on um, when I'm stressed. Is like, okay, it's more of that avoidant type of of reaction to to stressors. But I do think that your environment plays a role, and like you said, as you grow up, um, you realize that some of those things they just don't work for you, and you begin to try new things and say okay well now you know when i'm stressed out or i need to go run to clear my mind or i need to go to do do yoga to clear my mind i need to write this down to clear my mind and i think as you as you learn i mean as you grow up you learn you do and it'll it will be forever changing so i don't know because i try to think sometimes how it will be with my kids Mm -hmm. when i have kids and i i don't know so I'm interested to see what um, I'll be like as a parent when it comes to coping. Well, a lot of things, but yeah. I think it's ever-changing. You're forever learning new things about yourself. And I hear 30s are the best are the best <laughs> years. I'm looking forward to it. All right. That's really it. Did you have enough, anything else you wanted to add or another question? No. no. All right, y'all. So that has been another episode of the Extra Regular Podcast. I'm Justice. I'm Kyla. And again, you can find us on all social media at the Extra Regular. That is at T H E E X T R A R E G U L A R. That is on the Twitter and on the Instagram. You can also view you can view and listen i guess to all of our episodes on the breaksmedianetwork.com go ahead and go there and listen to some of those other great podcasts visit the youtube page and the blog page uh, where the wellness wednesday is every week and tell us if you like the web page i worked really hard on doing that so let us know um and don't forget to leave those five star ratings on the apple podcast and we're soliciting your questions. So Kyla and I are... No, we're not soliciting their questions. Go ahead, girl. Um, you were shaking your head. <laughs> Kyla and I are soliciting your questions. So we're, we're putting this video together of us. And oh, it's a video? We talked about this. Go ahead, girl. Okay. Of us answering your questions. And... Um, we need some questions to answer. So send that to us. You can send it to us on the Twitter or on the Instagram, or you can send it via email to extra regular podcast at gmail.com. Okay. That's it. Bye. Bye.